Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Silent Podcast, the place that we're everything but silent. I'm your host, Isaiah, back again with some pressure cooker interviews. Yes, we have two fantastic guests on for today's interview. We got the winner, Robbie, and we also got Chef Ed from Pressure Cooker Season 1. Guys, what's going on? What's going on, man? How you doing? Good, what's good. up? It's good to be here. Thanks for having us. Yes, Absolutely. sir. Yeah. Um, we also got Jason, one of our other podcasters, actually been uh covering this season so uh, if you have not checked out of uh, any of our listeners have not checked out the coverage for this and you love pressure cooker make sure you go check out those recaps but um we're, we're very excited to have you guys on today uh this is our second line of interviews we've only had gina on so um you know when we were able to get you know you two i was so hyped i was like bet uh really was banging with y'all during the season um so we, i guess we could just start the convo so uh we can start with you robbie obviously you know big egg in the room like you won uh, I, I'm not sure when you guys played this, but like, how do you feel, man? Like, you know, it's been a minute. So how, how's everything? Uh, it feels great. I mean, you know, we filmed last spring around March, April. So it's been a long time. So it's great to finally share it with everybody. It's great for everybody to finally see it. It's great for us to see it and see all the shit that went on behind the scenes that we didn't know about. Um, most of it we knew about, but I think that both Ed and I were surprised at like, the length that certain people were willing to go to uh, to to make it to the end, but it's it's great. I mean, I don't have the money yet. 
<laughs> so, so it ain't that great yet, but uh, it is great to finally share it with everybody. Yeah. So, Robbie, I have to ask then because when you got crowned the winner, they gave you this little piece of yellow note. That was not that was not the check. <laughs> it was not the check. And and ironically enough, so I put that. You see the clip where I put that in my yeah. pocket, right? Well, wardrobe lost my golden ticket. <laughs> So oh. I had to hand all my clothes back to them. They washed it and give it back to you. Well, when I got it back, it had no golden ticket left in it. So I, I, it's it's missing. It's out there in the, the world somewhere. Somebody in L.A. has got my golden ticket. <laughs> that sucks. Uh, and how about you, Ed? Obviously, you know, the show has been doing well. Um, I think I am was kind of surprised y'all didn't have like an Instagram page or nothing, but shout out to you because I've been peeping like your Instagram lives and everything. You've been having everybody on and all that stuff. And, you know, you were just a dope character this season as well. But how about we you? Got, we got uh, we got Instagram pages. Uh, Robbie is king, king uh, uh, social media, <laughs> by the way. But, uh, yeah. but we got, yeah, we got Instagram pages. So uh, things have been, things have been great, man. Um, I can't uh, really complain at all. It's been uh, I, so we Robbie and I have both done TV before, like network TV. Netflix is a different animal, like it uh, sure it's, is. It's, it's global, right? Like so, I had a uh, uh, you know we both did grocery games at one point in time, oh, and okay. uh, and uh, and I won that, and uh, you know I was on a little media tour, and I did you know all the basics all over. Though. I did you know every market, I did something major. Good morning, America. You name it, right? But I wasn't getting, you know, messages from San Paulo and 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 Israel and and, and, and Russia and, and Ukraine. Like seriously, so it's been absolutely insane. And then um, I, uh, you know, thought it was imperative for us because we have a chat. We have a chat. All the chats. We all have a chat, and a lot of us speak pretty regularly. Um, and I was like, listen, we have to. After seeing it. For context, there's a lot that 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 has to be said, and so uh, I was like, "Listen, I'm gonna do this show, and uh, I'm gonna get all you guys on, man. And we're just gonna we're just gonna shoot the shit, and uh, you know, say a lot, but don't say a lot, <laughs> and and uh, hopefully provide some context, some context, and also uh, you know, wet people's whistles so they can, um, you know, want to be more invested in what's going on." Yeah, for sure. And because, Ed, you said both of y'all have been on other food shows, you know, I apologize for not seeing these episodes. I feel like I watch every food show out there. I love Guy's Grocery Games, so I got to so, look out for your yeah. episodes. But yeah. what was the thing, because you've done this before, what was the thing that surprised you the most walking into this house to compete on this show that makes it so different than any other show out there? So, first and foremost, I think it's the great, it was the best part of the show. Um, but then, you know, it didn't pan out the way I thought it was. The best part of the show is that it was about, it wasn't about a, a, a series of celebrity judges. Um, it was about us and the dynamic that we had to uh, withstand and grow on top of these challenges. And so to me, that was the magic of it, you know, uh, having um, no outside influence and, and developing, you know, in the true pressure cooker form, developing these unique and robust relationships very fast and rapidly and then you know having to make decisions on how to go about to conduct yourself it was uh yeah it was i'm pretty sure listen i'm pretty sure so on the show i i, I dug robbie the oracle i'm pretty sure they were 
on the cuff changing stuff because Robbie was saying it. Oh. So every time, every, so every yes. time, every time Robbie said something, like it was, it was it. Like it was for sure happening. And so, yeah, it's crazy. Oh, wow. It was, yes. it was literally wow. crazy. So they, they cut they cut all that out. So you didn't really see that. But like, yeah, by like day uh, day one and two, I was dead. Day three three on, I was the oracle because I kept guessing <laughs> shit before it was happening. Yeah, he, um, he just yeah. knew. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's <laughs> and then Mike Mike made the joke that Robbie, I'm pretty sure they're just listening to you, and they're like, "Yep, sounds great, we'll do that." Yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yes. I love hearing that from y'all because covering this season, the last few weeks, we've often speculated: was it all predetermined? Did the producers change their plan based on the results and the outcomes they hoped for? So I love to hear that it was changing on the fly, day by day. Uh, you know, I, I yeah, can't speak uh, to whether so we, it was uh, changing or not, yeah. but uh, it we was. It we we didn't know each day, like right. whether it was going to be a team challenge, who was going to be judging it. Like right. they really like kept all that under wraps. So I can't. <laughs> I don't know what the plan was going in. I can't say whether they changed it or not based on us. But uh, I will say that they never once like hinted to us that it was going to be a certain way. Like even down to like the blind taste testers. Like everybody thinks that like that like we knew that the blind taste tester was going to be safe from elimination. We had no clue. And we had no, we, we didn't know that ever. So even yeah. down to like the final where I was sitting in a room with Sergey and Caroline, I was like, Nope, Nope, Nope. Like we still were, I still wasn't sure when I got done tasting that I wasn't going to be on the block to go home. Wow. Wow. Because you mentioned that Robbie, I have to ask, cause we were uh, wondering this, how long did that standoff that sit off happen? <laughs> did you have to draw cards did you pull knives or was so, it just yeah no so it, it's several hours wow several hours i want to say it took about two hours between the two of us going back and forth um i was not about to to put to to take them from the power of two to the power of of two plus in the house um I hadn't been a blind taste tester. And honestly, at that point, if Mike couldn't do it and Renee couldn't do it and Serge couldn't do it, I didn't really have full faith that she would do it, honestly, based off of the plates. And I wasn't about to let her have it. So, I mean, Serge did step in there and go, Caroline, we'll just cook together. So, like, yep. that moment yep. is, like, a real moment and one that I think that he probably wishes he could yeah. have back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I was, I was willing actually, to draw uh, cards. I, I, was I, was willing, know. I was willing to play pool too. Like I was willing to play pool for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you nobody in the house was going to do that. So you don't, you don't want to play pool with, with Robbie Chester at all. Like at all, at all. <laughs> uh, out of curiosity, so how was the show like pitched to you guys? Um, when they were asking you guys to like come on, and there was a casting process, obviously, because um, I know when we did the Gina interview, she was saying that she was pitched to it like it was a show Big Brother. Um, but I was curious, was that the same for y'all, or was it more like a cooking show for you guys? Uh, for me, uh, it, it was just cooking. It was no, it was no hints of Big Brother. If they would have told me it was Big Brother, I wouldn't have went. If they would have said, uh, like, listen, there's gonna be, uh, 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 even though I don't think it, it was as you know, uh, crazily driven uh, as a big brother, but it definitely has some big brother-esque moments. But if that would have been pissed to me, there's no way I would have did it. It's, it's like, we, um, you know, it's like uh, I was pitched at one point in time uh, 
what was that show with the crazy uh thing on, on Food Network where you, the chefs do all kinds of cutthroat kitchen? I was like, just no oh, yeah, cutthroat. I'm like, I'm not, I mean, like, yeah. come on, I'm not cooking with little tiny pots and pans. It was just so, it's very too, yeah, I that's that's not what I'm, I'm signing up for. So for me, yep, see, here you go, there you go, there you go, there you go. It was only a, ma- it was only a matter of time. Um, so uh, for me, it was pitched as a mix between Top Chef and Big Brother. So I knew mm. I always wanted to be on Top Chef. You know, it was the only TV show I ever wanted to be on. So uh, and because I went to like casting calls for Top Chef, I got offered Guys Grocery Games, and then from there, beat Bobby Flay, and then now Pressure Cooker. But um, for me, it was pitched as a mix, uh, and I'm a Big Brother fan, so I was okay with that. But I always knew from the beginning that I was going to step in and play, like, play the game based on the food and based off based off of uh, my personal relationships and stuff like that. Like, I wasn't going to sabotage anybody. I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna step in there and lie to somebody's face. Um, like, and I think that Kristen kind of feels like I I it might have like been dishonest she came to me like in her you know in the moments where she was uh she was you know up for elimination and i was kind of like well you made salad <laughs> and 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 yeah yeah it was a team thing and you all chose that your course was salad but like at the end of the day you watch enough of these shows you know you make salad you go home exactly yeah. so um i i played it natural uh that was my plan from the start but I knew there was going to be someone that was going to step in and play it out of both sides of their mouth. And we saw that. So we yeah. saw that edited towards one person. But just there's there's a little bit more going on there that, that got edited away a little bit. I think people would feel a little bit differently because there right. were some uh, some people that were a little better at it than, than let's say, Gina was. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, y'all... Y'all can chop it up if y'all want, or is, is that you know, you don't want to talk about that? Uh, let's just say this. Let's just say this. So there's a there's there's a lot of uh, uh, nuances that they didn't show, and um, so much so about uh, pretty early on, they, it, it got real clickish. Like um, I remember Robbie, myself, Brian, Renee had a conversation um, over around the pool table. That like we're just gonna we're just gonna pace it off the food. I, I want to cook against the best. I want to be here on the best, and that's that's all I'm here for. And very early on, we found out that there was definitely gonna be some uh, hardcore uh, alliances. And hey, you got me, I got you. But just also, I don't care what you do. You can throw a, throw a, a, a can of sardines on the plate. Oh, they, they, it's the best can of sardines I've ever had. And so that was the. It was pretty early on, and it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, uh, you know, there was some more people blatant, more blatant than Gino ever could have been. And so, uh, like, like, gotcha. like Thurgoline, that was, uh, you know, very blatant about how they was going to play the game. It was upfront. It was like, yeah, after pretty much after challenge two, that was, that was it. I'm like, okay, like, here we go. So, yeah. And just, you know, with only, you know, with only 11 people starting in the house to have, you know, two votes at any given time, like from, from like number two on was like, I remember having a conversation with Renee and going like, I don't have anything against the two of them. I think it's great that they like each other and they, they, they're teaming up, but like, we got to be cognizant of the fact that like every single vote, if, if the house is split in half, they got two votes to start with. 
Mm-hmm. Like, and yeah. that's that's powerful in a game this small. Yeah. Like, it's not, I mean, if you'd started out with like 24 chefs or something like that, it'd have been a, a lot harder to get to get that advantage. But starting out with 11 and then 10 right off the, right off the bat, right. like, two votes is powerful. Right. It's, especially when you throw in yeah. double eliminations. So that, uh, and we knew it was coming. Robbie called that too. Robbie was like, look, two got to go. <laughs> two got to go. Two got to go like today. <laughs> sure enough, two went that day. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, um, yeah. So my, my, I, it, I, it was like a cross between like a mastermind and a serial killer. But like my little <laughs> book, after the first two days, I had sketched out the schedule for the rest of the time that we were going to be wow. there. And I was like, I don't know what the challenges are going to be, but basically this is how. And then there was like one day in there where we like didn't cook. And I was like, everybody's like, oh, we're cooking today. And I was like, we ain't cooking today. And they're like, why? I was like, because my little book hadn't been wrong. My little book says we're not cooking today. Yes. So so at the end of it, I showed it to the producers. I showed them my little book and they were like, that's wild. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) one question about days off. How much time was there between each challenge? Was it consecutive days or did it vary? It was pretty good. I would say it's, it was pretty much it was pretty much consecutive days. Like I, yeah. I want to say that there was like there was like one day in there where we didn't um, we were in the house and didn't cook. Right. Um, we, we, made our, we made our own challenge. That, yeah, we made our yeah, own challenge. Yeah, which they didn't challenge. air that, but that shit they was funny. Yeah. yeah, that was that was great. <laughs> Other crazy. other random question I had just about living in the house. We saw this in almost every episode. You know, when you go to bed, the clock starts ticking and it shows, you know, progressing up to 7 a.m. What happened at 7 a.m. that woke y'all up every day? Okay, so <laughs> every day at 7 a.m. No, worse than that. So every day at 7 a.m., the uh, lights, like all of the lights. So we're talking about studio lights. Like oh. sun would come on. Like clockwork, and then you would hear in the background, uh, and also how we know the, the telltale sign that we was gonna do something that there was gonna be a challenge was all of the the crew, the the, the culinary crew would, would turn the ovens on. So if we walked by the, the kitchen and the ovens were heating up, like oh shit, okay, here we go. Is that there's a challenge going on? Okay, oh they lit the they lit the the, the, the pizza oven. Okay, it's, shit is going it's going down. Wait. We also knew it was time to like go to work because Ed was usually like one of the first people up, and all the good snacks would be gone because Ed was taking them to hide and all that shit. So like you go out there and all of a sudden all you got left is a granola bar and fucking Cheez Its, and Ed's got all the good shit because he would go out. So when the snacks were gone, it was time to play. Yeah, I I, I share with the room though, and, uh, and the early the early bird gets the worm. um so i I did want to ask because i think this is really where the game really gets started uh obviously you know the christian uh vote happened you know it's all all that something that y'all really did that i thought was dope was when um i think it was i'm trying to remember who it was it was gina and lana they they went to do their thing with sir and you guys like you know what we good. We're going to handle this ourselves. And it was y'all, Renee and Mike, and y'all really killed that challenge. Yeah. Just like a lot of experimental stuff. Um, what? First of all, y'all food looks so good. I would love to try it one day. Um, but uh, in in that high stake moment, like what was going through y'all mind, man? Like, mm-hmm. like did y'all think that this was going to be like an uphill battle or y'all were like, we got this in the bag. We're going to be fine. So, so I, I will tell you that Mike 
Mike was pissed. So they they didn't really show a lot of that. But when they switched teams, Mike was on a fucking mission. Like it was <laughs> it was gonna be whoever was on the other side of that was going down. I can tell you that because he I I didn't I didn't see him as determined the entire season other than that particular challenge. Mm-hmm. He was he was ready to roll. And I mean Ed was Ed was already like Ed was already on the little team that we had like I had like written down in my notebook and then the two of them jumped ship and it was like okay well and Mike was mad mad as hell. So yeah. I, I I I never like I just felt like I felt like we had years of experience but more importantly with people like myself and Ed and Mike being a private chef and Renee is we know what people want to eat. So if we are feeding strangers, we we are more inclined to say, okay, what is what is the what are the majority of people really going to enjoy? And I think that that's where like the the core of our menu started with, which was like, okay, we can we can be creative, but like let's make food that people really want to eat. Versus versus let's make a self-serving plate and put it in front of people and hope they like it. Right. Also, I think, um, no, I don't think I know because it was just purposeful. Our, our menu was very cohesive. So yeah. we went in, so mm-hmm. we had, we had first off, kudos to the pressure cooker culinary team. Um, we had a plethora of uh, uh, sundry items as well as fresh produce and all the, the, the best uh, meats and seafoods that you could ever want. So we were like, listen, we're going to utilize as much of this fresh produce as possible. And it was that that was the basis of our menu, and it was very cohesive. So, like, um, it took you through a journey, and every component was very much thought out. It was purposeful. It wasn't just for the sake of trying to be fancy or trying to look good. Everything was very purposeful, and it was a lot of crossover. So, yeah, everybody was responsible for one thing, but everybody had a hand in everything else across yeah. the board. And yeah. that was the magic. That was, and I'm, I'm just prideful. So like whenever somebody is, they had the, they didn't say this, but we kind of felt as a unit that they thought they had to help the hand. Like they was, okay, they're about to, they're about to spit up the 92 holes. Now, no fucking way. There's no fucking way. It's like, they have no idea. Like, look, you obviously don't have Google because you haven't been on, you haven't done a search and figured out that you got heavy hitters over here. And, and now Mike is like a, 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 a honey badger. He was like literally foaming at the mouth. He was like, "There's no way, there's no way we're losing this because there's no way." <laughs> he looked at me at one point because I questioned the, I questioned putting duck on that menu. He looked at me. He said, "Robbie, if if we lose this because of that duck, I'll I go will home. walk out that door. I'll I will, go home. I will send myself <laughs> home. I'll go home." Well, yeah. I agree with everything y'all are saying. That was the biggest difference for us watching it and talking about it was the cohesion of your meal versus it looked like you all collaborated on every course like you said ed and the other team it was like solo dishes they hadn't talked about what their theme was right but i have to ask you you know both y'all and robbie was this in your book that you were going to be cooking for your family members how surprised were y'all <laughs> to see them walk through that door so i said i said what if it's family and everybody was like looking at me wow. and they were going and they were going like i remember gina going like Nah, it's too early for something like that. Like, no. And then we're cooking, and I see mom and Caitlin walk in. I look at Ed. I lose it. 
And then Ed turns around, Ed's losing it, and Ed looks at me, he goes, we got shit to do. So <laughs> I was like, we did a little hug and got our shit together and went at it. But like, I, yeah. so I, I did call it a little bit, but in fairness, I kind of called a couple other things too. So, so like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't hit the nail right on the head, but it was one of the options. It was a great one though. That was, that was, uh, that was an awesome uh, moment for not only for for us but for our families and uh there's not many um moments that you get to share with your loved ones in that in that environment to where they played a part so i will be forever thankful to uh uh netflix for that yeah yeah truly special moment you know i you know my father's no longer with us but uh my mom still is and i know that she's not you know, none of us are going to be here forever. So to be able to share that moment with her on TV is huge for me. Absolutely. Yeah. And it was just so great to watch. I My favorite part of the Survivor seasons is the loved one visit. And so I just was so happy for y'all to have that shared experience. And then, you know, your team wins and the other team, how, you know, Lana's up for elimination. And I just wanted to ask y'all if, you know, you had been both been working with her. Was there anything else you think you could have done to help save her in that round? So, uh, first off, we had to defer to uh, what we didn't know. We wasn't really paying attention to what the other team was doing. We were too focused. And so, um, based off the book, right? So, we read the book. And based off the book, Lana should have went home. Just off the book, right? But what they, the, the, the spiel that was given was that the things that, the glaring things that were wrong were uh, things that, that she had to do it, that she actually did. And she didn't take part in helping with dessert and everybody else had a hand in and she made the gnocchi, which was obvious, which was, yeah. which was uh, uh, Caroline's dish. And that's the main portion of her dish. So I'm like, okay, well, why? Well, she took on more, you know, a lot more to ca help carry the team. Um, that should be looked at in a different way instead of as a Achilles heel. So uh, obviously you saw Robbie was pissed. I was, I was pissed too. They didn't show a lot of that, but I was I was highly upset because that was not how it should have shook out, uh, so in my if, opinion. If you had done it based off of the feedback in the book from family, she had the best dish on their team. That hands dish down. had the be had hands down the, the best, best feedback. Like it was probably the only dish that I didn't see anything negative about it at all. Right. Like every, they had problems with every other dish. And I honestly like not to talk shit or anything because we had a commanding like win there. I think it was like mm -hmm. eight to two. I think the only two that voted for the other team were two people that looked at a plate and said, this is my yep. spouse's dish or this is my. So, mm -hmm. so Hamachi Crudo, there's a vote. <laughs> uh, so, and then, and then green garlic foam and gnocchi i think there's a vote so if i had yeah. to guess they were the two wow. votes that voted for that menu and everybody else voted for the other one so like even then their families are playing the game right so right. but yeah, based off the good. book and the feedback there absolutely is no way no way that she should have gone home yeah. um yeah. I'm glad I'm glad y'all yes. are talking about the book because I have to ask, you know, we heard Ed say many times this season, the book is the Bible. How influential of a role did the book play in your experience on the show, the way you were voting round after round? So for so, me personally, uh, not to cut you off, Roddy, sorry. But for me, I, I the book, when I, the reason why I said the book is the Bible, because that's how I voted. So if, if mm. 
our judge was the patron. Okay. So we get these reviews at night, just like if we was in a restaurant, right? Or we, we get a Yelp review or whatever the case may be. Even though we know we intended to do something differently, if the guest says X, Y, Z, you know, that's what it is. And so that's the way I, I went with it. So like even down to, um, so like Mommy's saying, with that particular challenge, the way it read, like she had the by far best dish on their team. And so I, it, you know, it was a no-brainer for me uh, with those things. With that. And the book was uh, a visual indication that uh, even things you thought that would go another way, a la the, 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 the panic cutter, uh, it, 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 it really didn't matter what you thought. It's, it's all about the, 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 the guest, right? And so that was the, the, the book was crazy. But in that whole entire thing, whoever was the judge had their own interpretation of how they were judging too. So you have to you have to look at that as well. So um so Ed, so so and not to cut you off, but Ed and I have both done TV before. And when you do like guys grocery games, one of the things that like he beats into your head is if this challenge says that it needs to be parsley forward, then it better damn well be parsley forward. You know, so like, and that better be the star of the plate. So like coming from the TV background, I think Ed and I both looked at all those challenges that way that like, mm. if it was a cheese challenge, the cheese should be the star. If it was a chocolate challenge, chocolate should be the star. You don't have a right. cheese challenge and go play hide the cheese. Right. But, but I think that <laughs> people that were judging it didn't necessarily didn't necessarily like judge in that manner right right um i know that i did when mm -hmm. i judged uh but i i think other people did not right well and speaking of the judges and how everyone else approached it was there a particular round of rankings that surprised you the most yeah fuck it yeah the the, the, the last challenge the chocolate challenge there's no way i, I i'll stand mm -hmm. by it Absolute bullshit. Absolute yeah. bullshit. He played yeah. that game. He yeah. lied to that. He lied to that camera. I don't care if he's watching. Serge, I love you. I think you're supremely talented. I wish at your age I was as talented as you are. But I'm telling you right now, you lied through your fucking teeth about which yeah. dish was better on that challenge. Yeah, there's 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 no way. So mm. I, I at that moment in time, I, I went in. I was so laser focused on uh to make it you know indisputable. Like there's no way this can't win. There's, I don't. I didn't care who I was up against. It didn't matter who the fuck was in that kitchen. There was no way that I felt because that it was gonna happen. Like my my favorite part of that challenge, and I didn't even realize I said this, but so uh, you know, Caroline and Robbie and and Mike out there, like, oh, what, what, what chocolate are you using? I was like, all of them. <laughs> all yeah. of them and, and and I'm using them in all different ways in a manner in which it was cohesive though. And so uh, I, I felt that 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 was total another gameplay and so uh i'm fine with that and 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 the masses have spoken there's not you know you can't deny that you know and so and robbie would, would you know tell you better because they tasted it they all tasted everything so there was components that were tasted mm. in and again not going to take not taking away anything from from gina or renee i just thought in that i had the stronger dish by landslide and it wasn't even close but you saw what happened. Yeah. Yeah. The, for me, for me, the rankings for that particular challenge, and just to be clear, all three of those plates were delicious. 
but my ranking for that challenge would have been the opposite way based off of me tasting it um, and me seeing the plates and everything like that. I mean, if you were physically there and you saw those plate ups, Ed's plate was like four seasons and the other two were like Hampton Inn. Like, mm. not to knock them, but like the, 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 the distance between the plate ups alone was like huge. I will say that that little succotash shit that Renee had underneath that her shit was, shrimp, it was delicious. It was that delicious. That was delicious. That it was, was delicious. delicious. It was delicious. Um, uh, the dish altogether wasn't my favorite, obviously, but that shit was delicious. But Ed's was delicious. It was beautiful. It was technically sound. Uh, it showed that he was trying to squeeze every single millisecond out of the, the competition. And it also showed probably a little bit too much so whose plate it was. Yeah. Mm. I, I, the mm. other challenge, I'll say this, the other challenge that I thought there was, the, the rankings were ass backwards were uh, the cheese challenge. Uh, so, and this goes back to what, how it was judged. So the, the dish that should have won by far to me was Robbie's dish. And not just because sitting here, but mm. the, the, it was cheese forward, right? And so if it's cheese forward, if I'm the judge on cheese forward, ricotta is low hanging fruit. Everybody knows it. It's not, I mean, yeah. anybody, listen, it's low hanging fruit. There's some other caveats in there too, which we won't even go into. But if you're going to take a pecorino, do a bedino, and you have this charred, he brulee some pecorino. Mm-hmm. pecorino. He had the, the play, I tasted it. The, I tasted the, 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 the strawberry and the, and the play on it, and it was delicious. You know, and, and like, oh, I didn't really fucking think you could do that with, with pecorino. To me, that was the elevation of the cheese. So that should have won by a landslide. And so it wasn't Mike wanted to play hide the cheese. I, I want to know what's there. Yeah. I don't want to taste it. And he said it. I don't want to yeah. taste it. I don't. Mm. Yeah. And so yeah. like, well, that's not the challenge, bro. <laughs> it's, it's not the challenge sure. at all. Take the hardest cheese to work with and make something delicious with it. I think that's the win. So, yeah. Yeah, but funnel cake and liquid nitrogen ice cream won that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I wanted to know, so was there any other, speaking about on cooking, situations where, like, you guys are like, crap, like, this might screw me over? Because, like, we saw, for example, Brian's food not sitting the one challenge. Um, uh, Renee with the whole, the the fish situation where the the. I forget what oh, it the was, sous vide, the sea bass and yeah. the beast. Yeah. So, oh. was there any other situations for y'all that was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be a disaster? Um, I, I, you know, so I'll, I'll answer from a different perspective. I think I know what Ed's answer is going to be. But for me, like one of my, like <laughs> me playing the game, like not from a culinary standpoint, I really didn't have anything that failed um, from a culinary standpoint. But uh, when I was the blind taste tester and I, like I figured out that it was them against each other and I'm looking at these plates and I judged it honestly. And I'm like, man, I gotta, I gotta put, I gotta put Mike under Renee on this. Cause I'm doing it honestly. And, and it just like a few missteps there, but I was like, man, if he goes home, this is, this is, this is not looking good for me. Um, but I still voted him into the, you know, because her dish was just better at the time. It just was. Mm-hmm. Um, from a culinary standpoint, uh, the bison probably. Uh, I don't know whether the oven just quit on me or what, but like, 
I, I was looking at the bison and I was cutting pieces to get pieces that were that were right. medium rare or medium because there yeah. was a whole section of it that was not. Um my bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you know, yeah. shit ha- shit happens, you move on, you, you serve it, you know, they made comments about it. And I do think that in the in the edit the comments were were accentuated yeah. about that. Where they said uh, it's because, still breathing. Yeah. Because yeah. but but you know, Ed was sitting at the table. Uh the lamb was not rendered either. But no. you didn't see those you didn't see those comments on the yeah. um on the edit. So Yeah. Yeah, this there was a for me. I had a moment, and uh, and I I wish they would have shown this because I turned to Robbie. This is during the first season challenge. Uh, I don't know. There was maybe it was just too much shit going on on the stove, and so I had we had like every pot in the world on there, and so I had uh, the stuff for the soup. That was the first thing I did to make sure that it could get cooked in time. And I looked up at the 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 fifteen minute mark, and I'm like, dude. Now, this shit's not cooking. It's not. Bo- I only had some of it. I had one component, half of the soup that was done, and the other part was still hard. Even and I tried. And Robbie tries to relate. He said, "Figure that shit out. <laughs> Figure that shit out." And so uh, they didn't show this. They actually showed a part of it. I took, I strained everything, put it in a couple smaller pots, and then I took most of it and deep fried it. Mm. And that's and that's how I got it. And actually, probably lended to a little bit of more of the colonization flavor notes that you might have gotten from the uh the uh the parsley por- portion of the soup but yeah that that and i i was literally like what the why is this shit now boiling it was the first thing i put on you know so yeah by the way yeah. that's the one dish from that challenge that my my wife and my mother keep begging me to make they want me to make that soup <laughs> <laughs> so i want to ask because we're talking about different challenges and stuff which round do you feel was like the hardest for you to conceptualize your dish and what you were going to create? To be honest, for me, the food portion for me, I, I'm sure Bobby has a little different. I'm, I'm sure that, well, no, maybe not, but the food part was the easy part as far as um, personally, my, my portion of it, the hard part was making it my thoughts, making them fit in with the team when I had team challenges. Uh, and and you saw that crash and burn with the the surf and turf challenge with, with with Brian and that that so Brian and I actually that dish was a combination of two separate complete dishes and so we had like five dishes that we wrote up and then we're like okay well I'll take the bison and you want to do the charred octopus okay that could go together um, so just making things cohesive and and make sense but not just you know, so it looks like one cohesive uh, thought process versus two separate, complete different things. And I think that was the hardest thing for me. Yeah, I, w- I would say the the surf and turf challenge. Uh, I think that I, I I love Lana. Obviously, I, I love her to death. And she's, she, in my opinion, top three, top three talents on the show. I mean, she really is. Mm. Um, but when we were on a team together and we, we get along great. So like, it's not like we had issues being on a team together, but I feel like we were both so um, accommodating that if one of us had taken a little bit more of the driver's seat, then, then that, that dish would have been a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, but because we were both being so nice to each other, uh, I think that it could have used a few, uh, a few more um, <clears throat> correlating pieces, if you will. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
Um, Ed, were you uh, prepared for that breakfast challenge? I know that uh, you guys weren't expecting that at first, and then you're like, all right, we're going to make French toast, and then Brian made uh, eggs Benedict. Were, how, like, how like prepared were you for all that? So we didn't know what it was going to be. We didn't know it was going to wake us up at 5 a.m. That's one. Because anybody knows anything about Ed, Ed stays up late. <laughs> so so, so I, I was up pretty late. And uh, uh, that that was not – I was not happy. You know, I, I got I got guys that go work breakfast. That's that was not what I wanted to do. Um, so, and and it wasn't supposed to be French toast. It is yes. Mm. So it was. So we when you when you make your dish, you you write down the description and the name. And so it's pain for which is basically French toast, but it just sounds way better. But I also understand the masses have no idea what the fuck a pain is. So <laughs> they dumped it down. French toast. It sounds really. You know, marginal. Um, I just wanted to. Uh, this is the one part, point in time where I was trying not to make my dish stand out so that people knew it was mine, but it, to no avail. Uh, it, it, plating wise, I, I think everybody would know like that was my plating style, just because of how it's you know minimalistic and a little slightly elevated. Um, and I was not going for that initially. I wanted it to be. Uh, uh, I didn't want it to be able to be selected as mine, but all the flavors I felt were there, you know, uh, made the orchata and, you know, yeah. use that as the, the custard. And uh, I wish I would have done, if I had to do now, I would have done it with uh, pork belly instead of uh, uh, pancetta, just for, I took the comments from Lana as that being um, something that would have, uh, you know, it was a little tough to pancetta because I kind of candidated a little bit. But uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was super laser focused on that. That's also one of those Dishes that I didn't get everything on. I think having that uh, churro crisp would have just put the, the, the thing over the top, and it was would have made it yeah. more cohesive as far as the uh, orchata vibe. But uh, yeah, I, I I was proud of it. And so I wanted to ask Ed you another question because okay. we saw how Robbie approached this challenge, but unfortunately you had already been eliminated at the monochromatic challenge that mm -hmm. round, which I thought was one of the most difficult challenges. I would have loved that. What oh color of food would you have made? Okay, so uh, my first choice would be green. I know that 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 uh, oh. Mike did that, and that's just because my head goes the most naturally occurring things in nature are green. So if I couldn't dig, if we if would have thought of a green or whatever, and depicted it first, I would have my next <laughs> would have been orange, like Bobby because that's a smart choice, right? But if that would have been a fail, it would have been yellow. I would have been oh. yellow, and I, I and I I have my whole meal planned out as far as what I would have did. So I would have played off saffron. I would have probably did a, a, a milk and a, a beer poached cod or something with some saffron in it. That would have made it yellow. Um, so I would, have, I would have been yellowed out because yellow is, solid. I think you can manipulate, you can manipulate uh, yellow in a, in a manner which would have been great. When, so when I, I, was, was, I was this close, so one of the options was black. So I was, I was just about to ask about that. I was doing black. Yeah, and black, doing black a full white, full white and black um, plating. And but so, uh, I, I went with Robbie, orange because of the proteins. Yeah. I love hearing black. you say black because yesterday we did this podcast about it. And my co-host, I actually said black. That would be the color because I think it would have stood out and the food critics would have appreciated the risk of black, swinging for the fences. Black would have been the, the sexiest that yeah. you could have done. But you had the you had to have been flawless in your execution because, mm -hmm. you know, we're talking about, 
you know, squid ink and activated charcoal and shit like that. So this, I mean, it can be done, but it had to be, you'd have to be flawless. Like, and yeah. it, in that challenge, Robbie, I just want to compliment you because we saw you really shine in your leadership skills. Um, the way you were directing the kitchen, empowering the line cooks, quote unquote, your fellow competitors. What was that experience like for you both being the leader and then also having the other contestants lead you where we saw you do a great job of, you know, microplaning ginger. Yeah. Um, really <laughs> yeah. So, so that's great. I mean, you know, in hindsight, I feel like he gave me the hardest thing that he had left to do, but, yeah. um, uh, you know, so that was a beautiful moment for me and not a lot of people ask about that challenge. So I'm glad that you guys asked, uh, because it was like, okay, it's down to the four of us. All of the all of the politics are gone at this point. Sergaline is gone. You know, it's just the four of us there. So like, there's not a whole lot, and we don't know how the next vote is going to go. But we knew based on the timeline that like, not everybody was going to make it. So I wrote the menu based on the strengths that I knew that they had. So Ooh, I knew that I had wow. to do an appetizer and and an entree. And I knew that based on what I had seen, what their different strengths were. Mike is just a technical like ninja. So having him like cook my salmon for me. Now I might've beat him if he didn't overcook that one piece of salmon, God damn it. But, mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh, it might've ended up a little bit different, but Hey, it ended up pretty good. Um, and then I knew that Sergey also was good with protein, but Renee's sauces, condiments, side dishes, whatever, are just slamming. The letter perfect in consistency and stuff like that. So I basically wrote that menu based off of, okay, I have, you know, I have prep time to get it done by myself, but then I know what they're going to be good at the day of. And we all looked at each other before that challenge, and I wish that they had shown this part. And I was like, first of all, there's an opportunity here to screw somebody else over by not being a good sous chef or not being a good whatever. And I'm telling you that I would much rather fail at my dish than fail you at yours. Absolutely. And we all stood in a circle and agreed the same exact thing. Serge, Renee, Mike all agreed the same thing. I don't know how the conversation started or who started it, but we all were just like, I will not go out. I will not send somebody home because I failed on their dish. Absolutely. I will I will go home because mine failed. That, um, that's yeah, that's and you that's heard the, that you heard that yeah. from Mike where he was like, Look, if you yeah. like I can't he's like, I could live with myself if I screwed mine up. I can't live with myself not, if yeah. I screw your up. And that's that's a that's a chef credo. Like 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 you don't wanna you don't wanna fuck up somebody else's like the the most focused I was in that whole entire kitchen was sous chef and Ferrari. Like there's no way. I like that. Whatever you need me to do, Chef, I'll run to this. If you gotta move this building two inches to the left, I'll get outside right now. Let's start jacking this bitch up. And it's, 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 it's gotta go. So it it gets me it gets me emotional to talk about it because people ask about that the entire time, and I've never seen another human being work that hard for someone else to win a prize than he did for me, mm. and it really touches my heart. 
I yeah, I wanted to talk about that once we're starting to get to the towards the end of it. Um, so first of all, Ed, because Robbie picked you, uh, Mike picked Lana. How was your reaction finding out that you got selected to be Robbie's true chef? That's the first question I had. Well, after uh, after watching it or or pre private uh, previously both beforehand. either or okay either okay or. after after watching it, you know. I, I, I was second place pick, but it's okay. Oh. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the first time he's brought it up. It's, it's it's the first time he's brought it up. <laughs> no, 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 man. no. But I, I, I understand. I, I like. I, I totally understand. And I'm fine with it. But uh, what they didn't also show is uh, when I was exiting the house, as as Ronnie was helping me pack my 900 shoes, <laughs> um, I said to him, I said, uh, "Dude." Give him hell. A win for you is a win for me. And I told him previously, if there's anything I can do to help you get across the finish line, I'm willing to do it. I'll, I, and that's, I meant that. Like, I was, you know, while on the show, I was rooting for Robbie. I was rooting for Brian. You know, I wanted these guys to win more so than myself. And, and it was, a, you know, that's just how the type of guy I am. So when I, uh, they told me, like, hey, we got to, let's get your shit together. And we got to go. And when I got there, I didn't tell me who I was going to be the shoe chef for. So when we walked in the door, so all that that you saw, that was like real in real time. And uh, I was like, oh, it's go time. You know, so I was very, obviously very humbled and very proud. And then it became like, okay, uh, let's go to battle and let's make sure that uh, we push you across the finish line for sure. Um, and actually, before I get to Robbie, I because I was always curious, were you guys all in the same place once you guys got out the house? Or like, okay, let me let me tell you, let me let me tell you how this shit goes. Okay. <laughs> right, so you don't you don't see anybody, and they don't want you to see anybody, and it makes it it actually oh, wow. when you think about it, it makes for good TV. So because they don't want you talking, they don't want you they want you to have all everything in the world to say when you get that mic on you, and so they make sure that there's no way in hell that you get any, have any contact with anybody else, anybody else. And so, you know, we didn't, we didn't, you know, we didn't have any conversations, you know, uh, there wasn't any, uh, 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 you know, kites being flown, uh, and <laughs> any of these things happening. So it was very much you're sequestered uh, by yourself. Mm, okay. Um, so Robbie, obviously, uh, and Ed, if you want to chip in, you can as well. What was the game plan when you guys were like coming up with like your whole plan for the final meal? Uh, like how much prep needed to go into it? And when you guys actually had to execute, uh, like, like what was going through your mind during that? So I, you know, another thing that they didn't show in the show is like one, Mike is, Mike is uh, a guy of a- extreme faith in God. Mike, Mike is a Christian, and Mike is very faithful, and he practices his faith every single day. Um, I found that to be inspiring as someone, like, throughout my adult life is kind of like, um, kind of like wavered, had, skept- had a skeptical father, and, like, those influences came into my life. Um, but uh, throughout the process, uh, took Mike's lead, uh, prayed a lot, towards the towards the end of the show especially and it was one of those things that like this this meal that i had come up with with that i'd had with my dad that still to this day like i make those four menu items on menus all the time was just like the inspiration for that menu 
wow, that menu I could do in probably two hours, like in its in its original form, and, and not really sweat it. So it's like, okay, how do I take how do I take what I've learned and the beautiful part about being in this house? And I just had so much gratitude about being in the house and what I had learned from everybody that I just felt like it was a duty to take and put a piece of each one of them on the plate. So every single dish, I was like, okay, here's a technique I learned from this person. Here's a technique I learned from this person. And to really put all of them on a dish as an homage to like my family and my culinary upbringing, but also the education I got from them on the show. Um, and then just, you know, I had the, I had the list once I had the menu written of prep tasks and basically just went, once Ed was there, I wrote an E or R next to it. We sat the list in between the two of us. So we just divided and conquered. Oh, for sure. And then the next day, you know, you've already, you know, you have 90 minutes to prep before the courses start and the chef, the contestants start walking in. And this is something that I noticed about you, Robbie, is that you were engaging with every single person that walked into that kitchen. And he didn't I want wanted, to. He didn't I wanted to. to ask, was, the, was that planned to like strengthen those bonds thinking like they're going to be determining nah. who wins? Or was it just your subconscious, you're just engaging personality or, or was it to get the votes? So I didn't want to, but I also, I'm one of those chefs that's always worked front and back of the house. So like the, those instincts just kind of kicked in. I want to make sure the the guests feel welcome. In this case, it was, you know, the, the people that we had lived in the house with, it was our former cast mates and stuff like that. So I wanted to make sure they all felt welcome. I didn't want to, but also the kitchen was an L and I was on the side of the L yeah. facing the guests and Mike was over here on the side. So Mike could very easily kind of ignore everybody versus me. <laughs> I'm like staring at him as I'm chopping onions. So right. it'd be kind of awkward, but I just looked yeah. up and was like, ah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, y'all are coursing. Isaiah talked about, you know, your meal. What was it like for you as a chef competing up until this point? It was blind taste testing. You knew the people that you were, that you had lived with them. The people that were going to be judging your food. Did that play in? play a factor on how you introduced each course because I saw you watching it. You were talking about your family, talking about, like you said, who inspired this dish. And I could see the other guests. And I don't know if you picked up on this ad, it resonating with people. And that was such a difference in your presentation versus Mike's who was just very straightforward. This is the technique I used. And you were connecting your story to everyone else there. How much pro thought process went into that decision? Uh, it was both deliberate and natural. Uh, you know, I had to take a, I had to take a look at it and go, okay, I'm on this high level high level cooking competition, and I'm going against a guy who has researched every technique in the book, can recite it, can has it memorized. Like he just he eats, sleeps, and breathes cooking more than anyone I've ever seen. The thing that I will say, and I think that as Mike matures, he will he will start to do this, is. A lot of times Mike makes something for Mike. And in my experience, you need to cook for the guest. It needs to come from the heart and it needs to be something that they're really going to engage with and enjoy. And I think that he he expressed the sentiments in like the closing reel about, said, you know, yeah. hey, yeah. he did. And I think that that's his point of growth. And I've even seen like because I follow him on social and I follow his business, Abode Fine Dining. Um, cause I stepped into private chef space and, you know, he's great and he's doing it already. So I wanted to see what he was doing. So I admire that. 
Um, but for me, you know, like I, I lead with my heart. I, I'm a I'm an emotional guy, obviously. Uh, I was super emotional on the show for some reasons that I can't really talk about in public, but things were going on back home um, in my businesses and stuff like that that really led it to be a really like a really difficult time for me. So I just wanted to bring it back to home, and I was like, you know what? If I'm gonna if I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna lose, I'm gonna lose making my food and being me. And I'm not going to try and be Mike on a plate. And I'm not going to try to beat Mike at being Mike on a plate. Because mm. that's just that's just dumb. For anybody on anybody on the show that mm. would have went up against a Sergey or a Mike in the finale should, shouldn't try to out-Mike Mike. Right. Sure. You got to be more you. And that's our blessing as individuals in this world. Is like we are put here from beginning to end of our journey to become more of ourselves so that that unique perspective can resonate with people on this planet. And I just stood up there, said my said my piece. It was from the heart. Um, the food is food that I enjoy that I would go out and eat. Uh, I would go out and order those four plates of food all the damn time. I would make sure the panna cotta wasn't as set as it was. But I was <laughs> I'll tell you, it was like whip, it was like panna cotta whiplash because yeah. after the panna cotta being made right. and not set, I was PTSD. like, my, I was like, my shit is gonna set. PTSD. It's it set like a brick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'll say this for, for, for Robbie. And so this is something that nobody's to date. And I've done a bunch of interviews so far, but nobody's touched on this. And um, so the challenge was to have a culinary journey and a, a progression in food form as a chef. That's what the challenge was. Uh, a cohesive meal from said chef. And there were, as a judge, Robbie had to win me over because I knew what the idea was, but I didn't have the full composed version of those ideas. So either he fell flat or he hit the mark or exceeded it. And so I think that was the difference too for Lana because she knew what Mike did, but either you fell flat you hit the mark or you exceeded it. And also having that complete vision for menu and the story that went went into it and whether he said it or not, I knew where the components, cause I didn't, we didn't talk about how he was gonna make the dishes. We just, I knew all of the, you know, the parts. So I had a box of parts for this, for this car. I know, okay, we got seats in the steering wheel. Okay, yeah, all the springs, we got our sprockets, but seeing the car done is a whole different ball game. And then seeing, and then the other caveat is this. So I have a shellfish allergy, right? And so on the dishes that had contained shellfish from both parties, they had to still convey that message with omitting the shellfish portions of their dishes. Now, would it still be cohesive? And, you know, mm. so those, so all of those factors were reasons that, and of course they can't show all of this stuff, but those are the reasons that for me, head and shoulders above as an experience, Robbie was slaying it. And 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 all of those things, you know, those are all steps into making that, you know, I wasn't eating, I was dining. And that meal, I felt closer to Robbie than ever before. Cause it made wow. sense. You know, the stories that we told, you know, it's meeting his mom and 
talking about his dad. Like I can envision all these things. And that's that's the a, a mark and the measure of a good storyteller. And and that's what we do as chefs, to be completely honest. You know, when people ask you what, what ask me what do I do, I say I make and I and evoke memories. And that's really all wow. it is. Yeah, I love hearing that. Thanks for sharing that. And I wanted to ask you, Ed, also, you were sitting there. You're one of the nine judges. Did you have a pulse on how the votes were going to go as the meal progressed? He was he was more nervous than I was. He wouldn't even look me in the face. Yeah, I wouldn't. I was, I was very, very, very nervous. I All I could do is that I felt this. And the only other time I felt that kind of intense pressure is like, voting for president like like it's like like this is important mm, i gotta make my yeah. one vote fucking count like I, I can't fuck this up and and when you know both candidates like oh shit well but you know i'm gonna stick to the the, the what the rules were these were the rules you know and which meal would i want to have again which meal would i take my family to and be able to line up cross the dots and and, and, and i'm sorry cross the t's and, and, and dot the dots like look this everything is purposeful. Everything is purposeful. Yeah. You know, nothing just for the sake of being. And Robbie's execution and his meal was intensely, simplistically complex. And if you missed it, you missed it. And if you got it, you got it. And that's why he ended up playing. He ended up. Oh, I appreciate that. And Robbie, what was it like for you standing there? in front of the vote, the judges while they were casting their votes live in the moment, what was going through your head coming down to that tiebreaker vote that Lana cast, giving you the victory. Uh, it's, it's the most, um, it's the most nervous I've ever been. Uh, and I pride myself on being a guy that doesn't really get nerves. Um, even like on beat Bobby Flay and stuff like that, like you're charged, right? You're focused. But I wouldn't call it nerves as like nervous energy. I live there's one point where you see my hand, and I pull my hand out, and I was physically shaking. Um because I just wanted all of the struggle and the being away from home to mean something. And mm. just wanted it to mean something more than the validation. Because look, look, I knew that there were people at that table that if I had made their favorite dish their way and served it to them with a smile by their favorite <laughs> person, they still were going to be Mike's better. Like, right. and that's like, I knew that there was at least two of those at the table. So I'm doing the math in my head and going down to it and hearing people's comments and stuff. And like they, number one, the comment portion of that much longer than what, what is shown in the edit. So the, the intensity of that, built so much more because like the positive and negative feedback to both of us was mm. a lot more than what was shown. Yeah. Um, I was surprised by a couple of votes early in the table, which kind of rocked me a little bit, but, and Ed wouldn't look at me, so I wasn't getting any comfort. I'll tell you who, <laughs> I'll tell you who was, who was comforting to look at Gina. Hmm. Because mm. Ed wouldn't look at me, Lana wouldn't look at me, Gina looks at me, smiles, and winks at me. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, and, and just like that little bit of comfort in that moment, like meant a lot to me. Uh, I've told her that since that like watching her do that um, 
and being able to look to her for that comfort was a lot in that moment because I'm telling you, like the, it was intense. Like, it really was. It, it it is the one thing that I've ever seen in TV that was more intense in person than it looked like on TV. Yeah. There's a like, picture. There's a picture of us at the table, and I have my head down, my hands closed, and 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 like that's that wow. that's that moment. So that was a long period of time too. That was that didn't happen fast. It was it was little. It was that was super intense. Yeah, it really was. Was there any campaigning going on, or did you know the judges? Did you have a discussion before the vote started? So we we discussed every single course as it came out in okay. great detail, like like in great detail. Like no, there's been no other discussions like this over food. We're we're picking apart every little facet. You know, you know where the plate is placed. Is it in line? I mean everything. You know, so uh, there was heavy discussion about why we liked a dish more so than another. And that was where I felt the lines were being drawn in the sand. And there were there were some that were strictly based in a hard fest, uh, uh, steadfast on what they believed, for, didn't matter what was coming out, like like Robbie said. And then there was those like like me, I'm like, listen, I, I'm a, as the dishes come, that's how we're gonna talk about it. All right. Yeah, so, and I was within earshot. So that was the other benefit that Mike had to being on the side of the kitchen that he was, is he couldn't hear the feedback as it was going on. Mm. But I was within earshot and I could hear it. And there were definitely some people at the table that were lobbying for Robbie to not win that. Wow. Um, That's a fact. It was was very obvious. It was on the borderline of distasteful, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't hold it against them. But uh, here's the other caveat that people don't talk about. In the monochromatic challenge, if it had been based off the feedback in the book, it would have still been me and Mike in the finale. Yep. It would have still been me and Mike in the finale, just yeah. to clear the air. Like, mm-hmm. um, some people didn't feel right about that. I think you could have sat down and had a meal and shut the hell up, but you just wanted to sit there and lobby for one way or the other. I don't blame you for it. I love you. I think you got tons of talent. The two individuals that did it, we could probably guess who they are. Yeah. Um, I- I, I didn't know. I do I, think that they're lovely people, but I thought that they were sitting there and specifically working against me, which I thought was distasteful. I didn't know that uh, that you heard that shit. I, like, this is the first time we had this discussion. I had no All idea. I had no because I like so it got to a point to where I was like, listen, what? what? I was just baffled of the blatancy uh, of what the, the comments were. Like, like, where is that even coming from? Like, it was just crazy. He's right. There was there was a lot of uh, a lot of heavy. Uh, not campaign, not only campaigning, but denouncing for the other party, which was Robbie, why this shit is not up to par, up to snuff. It was, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, I heard all of it. I actually went over to Mike and I was like, dude, feel, like count yourself lucky you're standing over there because they are literally trying, they are trying to, to dismantle any credibility that I had in putting this menu out. Like, and I'm actually surprised that we didn't see that in the edit because it was like, like Ed said, it was so blatant that they came with an agenda. He could have served them cardboard, (laughs) brulee cardboard on a plate, and I could have served them the most perfectly cooked lobster tail. And they would have said, well, he's cooked lobster tail before. 
Yeah. But luckily, yeah. you know, their bitterness didn't influence everyone else because you got yeah. the votes in the, and your food spoke to it. And that's absolutely what matters at the end. And I have to ask y'all both this question now, you know, the show's been over, it's been on Netflix viewed globally the last few weeks. It's a top 10 Netflix show. Yeah. How has your life changed? Has any, has it changed since it's been airing, since people know you, has anyone walked up to you at the grocery store and to be like, Oh, Robbie, you're the guy from pressure cooker. <laughs> Uh, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, not not as much as you would think. Uh, it happens in my personal life. So I like play pool competitively a couple nights a week and stuff like that. So, like, no. walking, walking into <laughs> so walking into the room playing pool, it was like, you know, that I had arrived. But uh, a little bit here and there. Uh, I, I honestly, it's weird because with guys grocery games, people would spot me, right? With would be all the time. Them. They would spot the me. Yep. Yeah. And they would be like, I saw you, I saw you, I saw you. By and large, I think much more people watch Netflix and watch Pressure Cooker than watch those shows individually. But I think that like our culture is weird in a way now that like I'll hear people say that, oh, that's the guy that won that show on TV, like in earshot, but they don't mm -hmm. approach me. Okay. Right. Mm. Yeah. And same same with same with me. So uh, I've gotten a, a few, a couple. Um, I get way more messages oh, about, so about i mean so like I, I will say this the the amount of love and 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 adoration and and just uh positive feedback that i've gotten from people all over the world and uh uh young culinarians culinarians that that, that want to um you know that felt inspired or any it's been awesome like it really has Good. there's been a little bit there's been a little bit of hate too but you know as 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 Robbie would say, my block game is real tight. So, yep. uh, is that, is that, so you um, you will be blocked. Yeah, yeah. You so, will be blocked. It's it's been it's been amazing. I've had the opportunity to talk to a few uh, young chefs that I I can give a little bit of wisdom to. Uh, a chef in Abu Dhabi uh, that I talked mm -hmm. to yesterday. Um, a couple of young kids that here like listen. I, I it doesn't hurt me to impart and help you with a few tidbits of wisdom, you know, or things that I've gone through um, in, in my career and, and, you know, just tidbits of advice. So I, I'm always going to be willing to do that because, you know, somebody did it for me. And so uh, now my reach is a little bit wider. I, I got to cast a big net and I'll help out as many people as I possibly can. So, um, you know, what would Robbie do, right? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, it's, it, it's, we're really in a fortunate position. And I can tell you the amount of DMs that we all get about the show in support is like, I wasn't prepared for that at all. Like, mm -hmm. I get, I get 60 to 100 a day. Wow. Yep. Um, now, all the haters, they never send you a DM because they want their moment in the sun with their 13 and a half followers <laughs> that they got. So, yeah. like, they post that in the comments. So, like, yeah, my block game and my delete game is real strong. <laughs> um, I, you know, I think anyone that watches a reality TV show on Netflix or whatever, and is bored enough to, to not like the outcome, reach out to that person and tell them they're a piece of shit when they have so much impact in the world that they have seven people following them on Instagram, that it, that, that, that's like, you need a doctor, right? You need to talk to somebody. Cause like, what are you doing with your life? Yeah. 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 It's insane. Amen to that. 
okay, man. Uh, I, I think that's the end of this interview. Guys, thank you so much for coming on. This has been such a dope conversation. Yeah. Um, and just thank you for entertaining us on the show. Much love. Um, real quick, we just want to uh, give you guys the opportunity to plug anything. So real quick, um, Ed, like I said, thank you for coming. You got anything you want to plug? Um, I just uh, definitely want to plug. So uh, IG Live, uh, Mondays, Wednesdays, I'm sorry. Yeah, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I've been hosting uh, my fellow castmates uh, doing a Q&A session. The things have been awesome. The kickoff was with Robbie and Brian, which was uh, amazing. Um, uh, tomorrow, Monday, I have Chef Gina and Chef Liv, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's going to be a great one. Um, and the other two I will announce after this said one, and uh, just know that it's going to be everybody. I'm I'm getting all the chefs. You just don't know who's coming next and who they're coming with. So um, it's going to be amazing. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, that's that. You know, follow me on IG. And, and what, what is yeah. it? What is your handle on IG that people uh, can follow you at? It's very, very simple. It's Chef Ed Porter. <laughs> very simple, Chef Ed Porter. And I just uh, I'm trying to keep up with Robbie. I had to join TikTok, which uh, I, I'm I'm slow to the game. So it's the Chef Ed Porter at TikTok, and and I'm I'm going to call Robbie later for some some pointers on how to how to I TikTok. Was, I was I was, TikTok, <laughs> I was TikTok famous for one video. I had like yeah yeah a quarter, a quarter million views. Me, da- yeah. me dancing in the kitchen. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, for me, it's you know, if you're in the the Delaware area in Newark, Delaware, come to Pizzeria Mariana, enjoy it. I'm going to be hanging out every Friday, Saturday during the day, doing a little barbecue as well, smoking some meats out there, just hanging out with people, uh, doing food that I love to do. Uh, and then my, if you want to book me as a private chef, you can check out my link tree on my IG. It's Robbie underscore Jester, or you can go to RobbieJester.com and book me as a private chef. I'm available for bachelor parties, date night dinner, divorce parties, whatever you're, whatever you're into. Um, but yeah, just, uh, just that stuff. Yeah. Follow us all support Ed. The lives are a ton of fun. Yeah. A ton of fun. We really enjoyed them. I hope they keep on for a really long time. Um, we end up, you know, inviting in other people, which I'm sure yeah. is the plan for you, but they're really a blast. You get to know us and you get a little bit of comedy along the way. Especially if Brian's working the line and he gets yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah, Robbie and Ed, this has been so much fun. I just want to thank you both so much for joining me. I've been covering the show the last few weeks, enjoy watching it, and just really enjoyed this opportunity to talk to y'all. I mean, hear what it's like to be on the show and what you're doing in your careers, and just everyone follow them, go eat at their restaurants, give them all the flowers they deserve. And Absolutely. Robbie, you mentioned this in the very beginning. You said you have seen some Big Brother. Um, before we go, do you have a favorite season or a favorite contestant? Because Isaiah is Mr. Big Brother. I know he's been waiting to ask you this whole time. So, so um, I got his name. One of the original, one of the OG, like, all-stars. Uh, Dan is his first name. I forget Dan what his link. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So right. that dude, that dude could lie his way out of anything. <laughs> but, uh, I, you know, honestly, the most recent season, I got to give it to Taylor to be like up for elimination, a, like yeah. three, four, or five times, and Taylor's make a, it to the end. Uh, I was, I was Team Monty all the way because uh, I'm a Delaware guy, and I was uh, 
But I just knew when she was in the final after surviving everything she had survived that there was like no way that they weren't going to vote for her. Taylor has to be Gina's muse, though. She has to be. She has to be the one person she looked at like, you know what? I'm doing that. It, it, has, it has to be. <laughs> <laughs> I am sure she's going to see this. So yeah. that's, that's very funny. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, Robbie, I just searched up. That is like six minutes from where I live. So I'm going to come get food at some point. You got, um, listen, so, I, uh, let me say this. Let me say this. So we did shift meal. I'm sorry. We did family meal every night for, for us, for the chefs. And yeah. we had a pizza night. And again, I'm a New Yorker, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little. <laughs> Pizza is always a hot button for me. The Man, water's listen. different up there. The water's different. Yeah, yeah. But listen, but <laughs> the, we had we listen. It was some of the best pizza. Period. I I I, so I swear by it. I told him, uh, uh, listen, I, I ate so much pizza. Even if so, we did so many kinds, and so you know it's chef pizza. So uh, it's so delicious. Go to Pizza Mariana. You have to do it. You have to. Uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna pop up too, and uh, I'm gonna eat my weight. In, in pizza for sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But until next time, have a good one. Bye. Thank you for Thanks, having us. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no. Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.